0: Okay, now we're rolling. Get this shit on the... I would
1: like to begin by addressing the heinous attack on the United States Capitol. Like all Americans, I am... I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack on the United States Capitol. Like all Americans, I am outraged by the violence, lawlessness, and mayhem. I immediately deployed the National Guard and federal law enforcement to secure the building and expel the intruders. America is and must always be a nation of law and order. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who engaged in the acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent our country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. We have just been through an intense election and emotions are high. But now, tempers must be cooled and calm restored. We must get on with the business of America. My campaign vigorously pursued every legal avenue to contest the election results. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. In so doing, I was fighting to defend American democracy. I continue to strongly believe that we must reform our election laws to verify the identity and eligibility of all voters and to ensure faith and confidence in all future elections. Now Congress has certified the results. A new administration will be inaugurated on January 20th. My focus now turns to ensuring a smooth, orderly, and seamless transition of power This moment calls for healing and reconciliation. 2020 has been a challenging time for our people. A menacing pandemic has upended the lives of our citizens, isolated millions in their homes, damaged our economy, and claimed countless lives. Defeating this pandemic and rebuilding the greatest economy on Earth will require all of us working together It will require a renewed emphasis on the civic values of patriotism, faith, charity, community, and family. We must revitalize the sacred bonds of love and loyalty that bind us together as one national family. To the citizens of our country, serving as your president has been the honor of my lifetime. And to all of my wonderful supporters, I know you are disappointed, but I also want you to know that our incredible journey is only just beginning. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. So,
0: with this uh, video and podcast, what I aim to do is look back on the With this video and podcast and not a cigar in my face. I aim to look back at the Trump years. Um, I want to look ahead to the Biden administration. And then I want to say, you know, what's... uh, What's next as a Republican Party? This is ridiculous. Nothing is streaming right for me at the moment. Um, I had the news on my TV uh, Roku because uh, there was... Mythology going around the internet that Trump may be resigning soon, and uh, nothing came on. They were just talking about yesterday's hoot-nanny at the uh, Capitol. And by the way, it's capi- Capitol, capital, not capital. O, not an A at the uh, last in the last syllable. Autocorrect kept giving me capital, so all day I was spelling it. With an A instead of an O. 90% of people didn't know the difference. Um, So looking backwards at Trump. The last four years. um, I want to say and state that, you know. When we first started taking the 2016 election serious. Uh, when a slate of people started to declare themselves for the Republican primary. Uh, what, two, it was like early 2015, late 2014. And my first uh, per- first person that I... Uh, endorsed or said would win uh, <clears throat> pardon me, was Ted Cruz uh, I thought he just you know, had the, the name had the support all of those things that uh, are necessary uh and then, you know, I, I jumped from him to Marco Rubio. I stood at a John Kasich uh, makeshift headquarters in Salem, Ohio, and listened to uh, a story. We were there making get-out-the-vote phone calls for Kasich. And um, it was like Sunday before the... Uh, before the Super Tuesday primary. And the thing was we have to derail this this Trump train. and these sniveling little sneaks from Columbus were up there from this uh, Ohio Republican Party. and they were giving us this speech about how Donald Trump would, you know wreck the name brand that we called Republican. And if you've worked to build the the brand of the Republican Party, you needed to keep working uh, to unthrone Trump. And He was just running rampant through all the Republican primaries, uh, maybe a few other people won here and there, but through the big ones. He was just a bull in a china shop. And Super Tuesday, they bumped him off track a little in Ohio. John Kasich won that primary. And then he was quickly pff, doused uh, out of it. And uh, truthfully, I mean, Kasich left, uh, he brought a lot of jobs back to Ohio. But he also left the state uh, with a a mess on its hands, too. With uh, debt to where uh, Governor DeWine had to raise the um, gasoline tax. I I don't want to go there. But anyways, so Trump, you know, he made it through the primaries. Most of the summer leading up to the Republican convention, I'm like... Is this guy trying to help Hillary win? Like for real. I mean every week he would say something. That would like destroy another candidate. And after a while we just learned to like it. And. After the Republican convention by the fall. I took a. look and said, you know, am I, do I really dislike this guy, or am I just, you know, being strung along, led along by the nose of other people that are anti-Trump? You know, a friend of mine, Chuck, was on the Trump wagon from day one always like Trump and I had to think back man when I was a kid, I made my mom buy this stupid Donald Trump board game that I <laughs> I had n- I, I don't even know how I saw it or, or what but um, I thought it was just like monopoly. I don't know where I got that stupid idea because it was, like, the most complicated. Like, you had to, like, legit negotiate deals and stuff. I think I still have it in the original box in my old bedroom. Uh, But when it came to the debates, Trump uh, trashed Hillary. Throttled her. Lambasted her. Uh, throughout the campaign, I mean, Trump was just on it, man. He, uh, as Dave Chappelle would say, Dave Chappelle is a little racist, but um, <clears throat> at times he talks shit about white people. Talks shit, he talks shit about everybody. Uh, I guess he's not that racist. But Dave Chappelle said, you know, uh, it doesn't surprise me Donald Trump won. He's been singing poor white people's greatest hits. Uh, That's insulting to me because I'm a poor white people. Um, But the thing that Trump did was he gave hope to Americans who had been in a depression for 46 to 50 years. If you count 2016, it would have been 46 years, thereabouts, since Black Monday, which was the day that the steel mills shuttered, Um, and he gave hope to people of all demographics. The economy bounced back. For all races and genders there was peace no new wars uh, he got North and South Korea to sit down and talk he walked across the demilitarized zone which is the strip of land that divides North and South Korea, and he was the only American that I know of to walk across that symbolic demilitarized zone and into North Korea. People criticized him for that. The Obama administration wanted us to be at war with North Korea. Um, But, you know, Trump said, let's talk to these people. Now, previously, Hillary had said, well, you know, after uh, Bush beat Al Gore, she was, you know, on some TV show saying, well, you know, we handled North Korea more delicately and gently and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, skip forward to the 2010s. She's part of the Obama administration and wants to be at war with North Korea. Wants to be at war with Russia. Huh? Russia was our friend when George H.W. Bush was pres. When Bill Clinton was president. When George W. Bush was president. And then you jump to 2014, 15, 16, suddenly we got to go to war with Russia. Well, yeah, because the military industrial complex, the deep state, the weapons contractors control the politicians, a lot of them. Um, In the Middle East, things simmered down uh, Iran was a pain in the butt, but they, that's just Iran being Iran, but under Obama, Biden, the Middle East was a dumpster fire, you know, we took a back seat to Russia and France, of all places, when it came to fighting ISIS, and, At one point, Obama bragged about, we started ISIS to, uh, you know, combat Al-Qaeda. Well, then, (laughs) then ISIS started combating us, you dunce. So... If I can turn a frickin' page on my little note thing here. There we go. Um they couldn't beat Trump any other, any which way. Um, they called him racist for four years. We had two or three years of fake Russia collusion, a Ukrainian phone call. that was BS. Um, anything else they could throw. And, you know, yeah, it took a toll on Trump. Um, With people. The media stirred a lot of fires, a lot of crap storms, uh, divided America. But Trump did things like, you know, the First Step Act to get people that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden put in jail out of jail. Uh, people with small penalties, small offenses. He created opportunity zones in lower income and minority communities. I'll get to that later. but the medias and the liberals you know race blame Trump for their racial divide in America. okay uh, I say the media and liberals divide America because nine times out of ten when I see somebody on TV carrying on and complaining that there's this huge racial divide it's a white liberal and Malcolm X warned us about them But anyways, constant, Trump's a racist, Trump's afraid of the xylophone, Trump is a homophobic, you know, he was the first president, first person to run for president, and and as he was running, be in favor of gay marriage. Obama did not do it. Hillary did not the first time she ran for president in 2008 and lost to Obama. Uh, Obama didn't do it the second time he ran for president in 2012. It was after he got reelected that he got on that bandwagon. But Trump was pro-gay marriage. He had a friend of his who is a gay man speak at the Republican convention. He appointed that man ambassador. And then when there was an opening on the cabinet, he made him a cabinet member. How can he be homophobic? If you hate somebody, and of course everyone says, well, he's just so crafty and so conniving that you know he, he puts on these grandiose conspiracies just like they said, George W. Bush was behind nine eleven Remember that nonsense? And it's still going on to this day, but you know they used to make fun of Bush saying you know he couldn't tie his own shoes, but he was capable of this grand conspiracy of flying uh drone airplanes into these buildings. And then, you know, that during the 2016 presidential election, uh, people were going on TV and saying, well, judging by the way Donald Trump talks, his crudeness, the words that he uses, uh, he has an IQ below 100. And he uh, has the linguistics of a fifth grader, but then you say, okay, you know, he, he's stupid, but yet he's capable of coming up with this grandiose scheme to be kind to black people, gay people, trans people, women. He, he's conniving enough to do that his whole life so that in 2016 he can run for president. Way back in the 1970s, 80s when he started, 70s and 80s, he did all these things, was friends with Oprah Winfrey and on her show often, was in her top five uh, influential people on her last week of her television show. And yet, in 20 he did all of that so that in 2016, he could run for president. He's that genius and that conniving. But you say, judging on his language and how he talks and acts, he has an IQ of uh, around a hundred or less. Yeah, makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, The other bad thing in Trump's presidency uh, was the pandemic. Uh, You know, and we can argue till we're blue in the face what he could have done differently. You know, I don't think he could have done anything differently because nobody in this world, in any country, has been able to stop this. The countries that have stopped it Are like island nations of Australia and Japan, where it's a lot easier to control the people that are there. They have a lower population to control, and it's easier to control who's going in and out. Uh, If you look at the per capita infection and death rates, the United States ranks about ninth in the world. So just saying, well, the United States has two hundred thousand dead, and you know, in China, where they have uh, billions of people, they only had one person die. It doesn't one thing China lies, but secondly, I'm exaggerating to be smartass, and thirdly, you've got to look at you know the number of people per one million, per one thousand. It's something like that to compare uh, the way that the spread and the death rates and the infection rates are happening country to country because the numbers of total people are so vastly different. Uh, but, you know, Trump, you know, downplayed it at first because he didn't want to send Americans into a panic. However, leading up to this, we were in a toilet paper panic for some reason. Everyone was stocking up on shit paper uh, around March and April. And uh, Lysol and disinfectants and bleach were like, the store shelves were buried in the the disinfectant and the toilet paper aisle. Uh, To the point where stores had to limit the amount of toilet paper You could buy and people were posting on social media. Hey, everybody, I went to 10 stores today and uh, such and such store on the corner of 5th and Market Street. And this town has still has toilet paper run there. And there'd be a traffic jam trying to get to that store to buy freaking toilet paper. At no point did the virus ever make anybody poop themselves to death. But by gosh. We all stocked up on toilet paper. Um, The media buried Trump with blame over uh, the pandemic. Hardly ever did you see uh, per capita uh, statistics uh, comparing us to other countries. Uh, We, or Trump, invoked the Military Production Act to churn out protective clothing, masks, gloves, uh, gowns for hospitals uh, and as well as ventilators. It got to the point where we were able to supply the rest of the world because we are Americans and we help people. Uh, Trump did all the things that Biden says he would have done or will do. So now the day... Biden gets sworn in as January 20th. The vaccine that Trump busted his hump to get out and approved. And they bought billions or millions of dosages to give out to people. It's going to start kicking in in March. Like once you know enough people get vaccinated that it will make a real chunk or stoppage to the pandemic. Well... The media, I guarantee you, I'll bet you dollars to donuts. They're going to say, oh, it's a miracle. Joe Biden ended the pandemic in one month that Trump couldn't do in a year. Uh, And, you know, Democrat lapdogs will buy it up. Um, Looking ahead to the Biden administration... The biggest question um, let, let's just let's change gears now look to Biden what can he do? The biggest question people have right now is. How long will it be before Biden resigns and makes Kamala Harris president? I have no idea. I think that they'll let him have some photo ops. I think they'll let him uh, have some moments in the sun. And then, I don't know, man. Maybe the, the whole senility routine and hiding... I mean, the dude's wealthy as hell because of all these deals that his son made. And then, boom, all of a sudden, dad makes, you know, a 10-figure income the year after he leaves the president or vice presidency. Well, it's because Hunter was holding back money for him. Um, Will he be able to ride off into the sunset and enjoy his 80s? He's almost 80 years old, people. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with that, but... Man, what's he going to do with those tens of millions of dollars? At his age. Um, Whatever. Um, He's going to... How long is it going to be before he rides off into the sunset and Kamala is uh, president? I don't know it's hard to say I, I give it six months to a year at the most um, the next question is can they deliver on their promises they made a lot of them and no one paid attention so it doesn't matter what I look at it this way. If Joe Biden won, he won on an anti-Trump vote, you'll never convince me that this election was not rigged. Okay? But, in two years, the Democrats have the presidency, the House, and the Senate for two years. Can they get... Medicare for all accomplished in that time. Can they get student loan forgiveness accomplished? Uh, can they get free college for everybody? Now, they tell, they've toned back their rhetoric from free college to uh, free trade school or community college for everybody, but whatever. Uh, and can they end fossil fuels? let's look at this way if the Democrats have two years four years 10 years 20 years it depends on how bad (coughs) this invasion of the Capitol building hurts Republicans down the road and how bad Republicans hurt themselves Biden's saying we're going to have all fossil fuels gone by 2035. We're in 2021 now. The laws they pass in January of this year, if they can pass a a Green New Deal, let's say, uh, in uh, January of 2021, it can be repealed when Republicans take the House and Senate back in 2022 the Republicans and especially with women this was the year 2020 the election cycle was the year of the Republican woman Uh, a lot of good conservative women Powerful, strong businesswomen became Congresswomen and Senate women, um, especially congressional races. Uh, now, that being said, it, the Republicans don't have to gain much in twenty twenty two. That's it, we'll say it, it's still two years away because the election happens in November. Of course, they don't get sworn in until twenty twenty three. Republicans can take back the House and get back their majority in the Senate. Uh, they won some heavily blue districts this year. They won districts where Republicans had retired uh, and, and things like that that the Democrats took in 2018. But they basically have two years to accomplish a lot. And a lot of it are things that Republicans can then Repeal two years from now, so uh, well maybe four years from now because we we'll need a Republican president to do it. Um, and can Joe hide or will he hide? Uh, can or will Joe Biden stay hidden? Uh, a lot of people say he's only going to pop his head out to make, uh, you know, special announcements, and that Kamala will run the show it's fine I mean whatever you know she's the president of the senate now so she's going to be running a lot of uh, things anyway so we shall see You know how much how active of a leader will Joe Biden be uh, Trump tried to be active you know he stained his own legacy with you know incoherent and uh, obnoxious tweets uh, and things of that nature, but that's just the the that's just Donald being Donald. Um, and by the way, Facebook and Twitter locked his accounts. I think Facebook made it a lifetime ban, and Twitter said you know he had so many hours to take down certain tweets or else if there was going to be a lifetime lock so I, I don't know I'll look for him on parlor later on um, but you know can Joe, Joe Biden does not run his own social media that's plain as day it's actually rather coherent so we know he's not running it uh, on top of all that though will he hide in the bunker, how active will he be in cabinet meetings, how active will he be uh, with the press, and things of that nature, you know, uh, he also has looming the accusations and allegations of his son's uh, business improprieties that he was involved in, the Hunter Biden hard drive Scandal which didn't hit the media till after the election. It was all over social media. We were called kooks and wackos and conspiracy theorists. Now the lamestream media is picking up on it. Uh, maybe that's all part of the ploy to get rid of Trump, or pardon me, get rid of Biden. You know, um, hard to say how long Biden can stay hidden. Uh, I mean, how is he going to meet with world leaders when he's so far out of it mentally? You know, he can put together a few minutes reading off a teleprompter or something like that, but he can't put on a full-on topical discussion. Anyhow, uh, let's look to the future for Republicans. Um, let's look at 2024, what do we have, who do we have, what do we have going for us? The future of the Republican Party, um, I say, you know, Mike Pence 2024, Um uh, just, I have that feeling, I think he's the best person to run. Uh, he did well in the debate with Kamala Harris, made her look dumb, which she is. I mean, she got the least amount of votes of the supposed Democrat A team in the uh, in the uh, primary. Now, how she will, how will she do? with minority voters. Trump made huge inroads with minorities in this election. By Republican standards, anyway. And how will Republicans fare in the future on this? Let's look at who we have. Trump has said he's going to run again in 2024. Um. my question is can Trump catch lightning in a bottle for a third time he caught lightning in a bottle uh, in 2020 or 2016 excuse me and honestly he did again in 2020 He he beat all the polls the polling had him losing by much worse and Trump actually gained 11 or 12 million voters. That's unheard of. He won the vast majority of counties in the United States. Uh, There are 17 bellwethers, not just counties and cities, but metrics that determine a presidential winner 100% of the time, and Trump hit them all. Can he do that a third time in 2024 at 78 years old trump is a machine a beast he he can get out there and and, you know katie bar the door fight with the best of them but will he do it or will he take a back and help republicans get elected help trumpers get elected and that's what i think i feel he ought to do And is the best place for him going forward is to campaign with people and for people and continue his legacy in the in building a new Republican Party that's, you know, conservative but populist. What does that mean? Republicans used to be anti-gay marriage. Right? Now, we... Okay. You do you. We accept that. We're going to leave you alone. Okay? Okay? Now, Trump and other conservatives are still mucho anti-abortion. Except for, you know, when the... The mother's life or the baby's life is in danger Well, the mother's life. Obviously, the baby's life's in danger if it's being aborted. Um, But that's where we stand on that. Um, You know, a populist movement is the new conservative. And it's not an extremism one side or the other. It's what's best for everyone. It's what's best economically. It's free speech. It's Second Amendment. Uh, all of these things uh, that are still conservative and still, you know, middle America flyover country values. That's where America is. America is a center-right country. New York and Cali are left-wing nut jobs. But the real America is in the middle. Remember the other day I said there's two sides to every story and then there's the truth in the middle? Or three sides to every story and the truth is the middle side. Um, so you have a right wing and a left wing. But America is the the true Americana is the middle and always has been. I want to look at the slate we have in 2024 looking past Trump. And we have <clears throat> a good one. In fact, it's so good I'm gonna make it a ton video. Cause I'm gonna start losing viewers and listeners. Okay. We're back rolling on the podcast. And we're back on the video tube. So, where I left off in my last video and podcast were... Who do the Republicans have for 2024? Donald Trump has already said he's going to run again. Uh, Can he catch lightning in a bottle three times? Can he do what he did. In 2016, he was down in all the polls, as we know, but he appealed to a section of Americans who had been left out, who had been forgotten, and had been in a depression since 1980, 1979-ish, about 46 to 50 years uh, a big chunk of Americans had been living in depression economically and mentally, because Black fr- or Black Monday, pardon me, the day the steel mills closed, and then American manufacturing jobs went like dominoes. So you have this. Uh, gap in in things filled by Donald Trump he wins the right states and wins the presidency in 2016 in 2020 he increased his vote total by 12 million votes he won the vast majority of counties in the United States he won more votes with women Suburban women, minority women, every demographic that Republicans had been trailing Democrats in, Trump increased his vote total. And other Republicans rode his coattails when he (coughs) increased that vote total. As my sinuses drain and my throat dries. So, let's think this way. Trump will be 78 years old, as Biden is right now. But Trump is a beast. He's a machine. When Biden was vice president, the big thing was I I know I'm moving around here off camera. But the big thing was keep crazy Uncle Joe in the attic. Shut him up. Because Obama's like, bro, I got this. You say a lot of... You said, you know, to Biden probably somewhere or uh, in my imagination, I can hear (laughs) President Obama saying to Vice President Biden, dude, you say a lot of stupid stuff. Shut up and let me do my thing. (laughs) Okay? So, uh, Biden... Just did nothing this last election. And if he actually won, he won because of an anti Trump vote driven by media divisiveness in this country. My top pick for 2024 is Mike Pence. He's been the glue that has held the Trump administration together for uh, the last four years. I I bet you a lot of things. Pence did a lot behind the scenes, and he stood by Trump as a loyal friend and colleague through a lot, and defended the president a lot. Now, let's look at 2024. Aside from Mike Pence, these are the people I feel are the top Republicans. Uh, Number one, who's basically already started her campaign, is Nikki Haley from South Carolina. She was the governor of South Carolina. She was a UN ambassador. She's 48 years old, so she'll be 52 in 2024. Uh, Young for a president, but uh, enough wisdom and age to be a good president. She is the first Indian-American woman, that's dots, not feathers, uh, to serve in the South Carolina legislature. A lot of people don't know that. She's uh, Indian-American. She is a Clemson grad, and we'll have to work on that. But her full name is Nimrata Nikki Rod... Rod, Oh, man, I, I said this perfect lesson. Ranhawa Haley. Nimreta Nikki Ranhawa Haley. That's that's not a white name. Nikki Haley is. And she looks white. But she's uh, a minority. And, And honestly, I'm tired of the Republican Party being the party of old white men. Nonetheless, that's something where, you know, it's going to be hard for Democrats to use a race card against her, uh, although they'll figure out a way. Um, I got this information off of biography.com. So this uh, young woman, she's, how old am I, 44. She's four years older than me. Um, she has the credentials, she didn't put up with anyone's crap at the UN, even though many of the nation, nations, pardon me, that she was uh, facing off against are not in the 21st century in, in when it comes to women and women's rights, but she stood her ground and fought hard for America and she would do the same as president. Uh, Next on my ticket, I have Christy Nome, Governor of South, yeah, Governor of South Dakota. Uh, She was a congresswoman from 2011 to 2019. Uh, She was in the South Dakota legislature from 2007 to 2010. And there's a wow factor with her. She left Northern State University. After her father died and returned to help run the family farm. Isn't that Americana? Isn't that the American way? Putting yourself on a back burner to help your family? And my God, what's more American than a farmer or a rancher? In her biography, uh, this came from Ballotpedia.com. Or maybe it's Ballotpedia.org it's look up Nikki or look up Christie Nome resume you'll find it uh, she was a rancher and farmer that's american man that her job titles are rancher farmer very smart woman did looks like she didn't finish college because her dad died and she had to put her ambitions aside to run the family ranch and farm oh my god that's the american way people uh next i have on my list um i know ted cruz and marco rubio will throw their hats in there uh how they fundraise and how they work the the country how they you know glad hand and back slap everybody will depend on how far they go I'm afraid one of these two if not both will turn into journeyman presidential candidates Uh, you know those people that run every four years for president and lose in the primary Um, but we know about Marco and Ted the next one I have on my sheet here would be Tim Scott Uh, He was born in 1965. He's a United States Senator. He sponsored the bill that created opportunity zones that have helped the African American and other minorities uh, as far as creating jobs and getting the lowest unemployment in history for minority communities. Uh, He sponsored that bill. He has a bachelor's degree in politicking from Southern University, a historically black college. He graduated in 1988 from Southern University. 1995 to 2008, he was on the Charleston County Council. I have to make sure I say that right because I'm used to saying city council where I come from. But they do things differently down south, I think. Uh, 95 to 08, Charleston City Council. Uh, He was endorsed by the Tea Party. That's amazing. I thought all us Tea Partiers were like racist, inbred redneck rubes, according to uh, some cotton-headed ninny-muggins on CNN. But he was endorsed by Tea Party organizations. And get this. He was endorsed and defeated Strom Thurmond's son. Strom Thurmond was, you know, a megastar in South Carolina politics. 100 years old and still in the Senate. And he... Uh, you know, down south, it, there's no easy feat to beat the good old boys and the name recognition of Strom Thurmond's son. But he did it in South Carolina. Tim Scott, by the way, is a black man. Uh, I don't care about that, but everyone else will when he runs. Uh, he's been a staunch loyal supporter of the president. Uh, President Trump bragged about the lowest minority, lowest African American unemployment rates in history. Well, Tim Scott helped do that when he helped author this Opportunity Zone Act, which also led to things like opportunity scholarships for minorities in uh, failing public schools and many, many opportunities. Tim Scott worked with president trump to get uh many many opportunities for african americans and other minorities in poor areas so man what a mega ticket you could build here if you had any of these people tag team with mike pence but what if it was like nikki haley and christy noem The first woman-woman ticket in American presidential history could be a Republican ticket, guys, in four years. That's so exciting. And there's two very qualified conservative Second Amendment anti-abortion pro-life women. And from what I know, they're of upstanding good character and morals. I'm sure the Democrats will find dirt on them. What if you had, like, a Tim Scott and a Nikki Haley ticket? Nikki, Nimretta, Nikki, Ranhawa, Haley, and Tim Scott. Man, that would be so cool. Um, You know, the thing, you see me getting excited about this. I'm not excited because Republicans are finally pushing minorities Or minorities are pushing themselves. I don't want to take away from any of these good people. But women and minorities have pushed themselves to the front of the Republican Party. Now, you got me, it's cracker, white as heck. Mike Pence, the dude's had white hair since he was 20 years old. But, you know, you could team any of these people with a qualified person like Mike Pence... They all have the qualifications to be president themselves. Um, and the the matter of it is, look, you've got, on here I've got two women. One uh, is a minority. Uh, she's in, of Indian descent. You have an African-American man. And you have two Latino men. And you're telling me that Republicans are the party of racism and all this other nonsense. Uh, This ticket for 2024, if if the Republican establishment can be shoved aside and the conservative base can rise to the top and lead this party, you can have a mega history making ticket you could have the second black man as president. You could potentially have the first black man as vice president. You could have the first all-female presidential ticket. Now possibly Kamala Harris will choose a female running mate, but you would actually have two qualified, intelligent, attractive women running for president invite well president and vice-president uh, you have Tim Scott who's, man just a a great person well-spoken speaks to everybody's uh, thoughts and values uh, Mike Pence who is very uh, intelligent very good debater uh, has helped Trump tremendously <clears throat> He was the Republican Party's kind of golden boy leading up to uh, the Obama years. I can remember attending Lincoln Day dinners, and uh, Mike Pence was the keynote speaker because it, it was looking like he was going to be a front runner for presidential candidate. But John McCain and Mitt Romney, it was their turn, so the establishment establishment GOP had to run. The guys who were next in line, the old, don't get me started on Mittens and McCain. Two of the worst candidates you could have run at that time and place in history. Anyhow, so that's where we are going towards 2024 for Republicans. Who do the Democrats have? They're going to have Kamala Harris at the top of the ticket. She'll be seasoned. She'll be qualified by that point. Uh, Who her vice president would be, I have no idea. Um, Will she have a challenge? I don't know. Will will somebody challenge her in a primary? Uh, Who knows? It just depends on how well she does after she takes over from Joe Biden. And then... Uh, It would be smart of her to nominate or appoint, pardon me, Hillary as her vice president. Because Hillary, though a lot of people hate her, she still has enough of a a name and a uh, liking amongst uh, liberals. But I I don't know. I don't think that would happen. Because Hillary don't want to play second fiddle. She was number two in command when Bill was president. Um, and then she was on Obama's cabinet, but I don't think she has, uh, an interest in being second fiddle. Um, and she may challenge Kamala or Kamala in a primary. Uh, I don't IDK. I don't know, but man, I, I look at some of these potential Republicans and I get excited. Um, you know, if you put Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio at the top of the ticket with uh, Nikki Haley, uh, Christy Nome, or Tim Scott, man, juggernaut, juggernaut of a ticket. You know, his history, first Latino president, uh, and I almost, I, I bring up, you know, bring up Uh, race and minority but I almost voted for Obama just because I wanted to live under the first black president because of uh, the history of civil rights and being a you know a civil rights buff and you know uh, frankly a lot of my friends growing up were black Um, I can remember getting picked on in school and the black kids a couple of them came to my rescue you know, and I got picked on by different people, but everybody does. It wasn't really a racial thing, black or white. Um, but anyhow, off that's like a whole other story. Um, but yeah, my, my friends and the people that I looked up to were black people. My sports heroes growing up were always black people. Um, I liked Jesse Jackson. Uh, He's kind of gone off the radar lately, at least from what I can see, but he was, I always liked him, big fan of Martin Luther King Jr. So, you know, I, like I was saying for the historic factor of it, I almost voted for Obama in 2008 because by then I was kind of sick of John McCain. Um, I just don't, you know, he wasn't that great. Um, of a senator, he set, now I'm even less of a fan of his, he set Trump up with that fake steel dossier that Hillary paid Russia to create, and then leak to, <coughs> leak to McCain, and then McCain to leak to the DOJ and media. Well, anyhow, but man, this rep- possible Republican ticket that I just, made up off the top of my head thinking of who the top people are in the party right now any of them would be phenomenal president and vice presidential candidates Um, there's a lot of money that you have to raise you have to know a lot of the right people um, unless you're donald trump so we'll see where goes it from here does Trump make a comeback in 2024? He says he will. Does he catch lightning in a bottle for a third time is the question. The next question is, if he does not, is it Mike Pence? Is it Nikki Haley? Kristi Noem? Cruz Rubio? Tim Scott? Who... Those are the people that I think will be on the stage at the first Republican presidential debate. And where it whittles down to from there is anyone's guess. That's when the money starts to come in and where the donors go. Hopefully, uh, I mean, they go with one of those uh, seven fine people. We shall see. Who knows the secrets that are told that never do unfold. Hey, thanks for listening to Americana, the American Way, uh, on YouTube, anchor.fm, rumble, on Parlor, I'm at the real Big John, on Twitter at the real underscore big john. So those are the places you can find me on ye internet. Thank you guys very kindly. Pray for each other. Have a blessed day. I love you all. Thank you very much.